0: Hey, babe, welcome to the show. My name is Devani. I have my master of social work and I've been in the mental health field for about five years. Every episode, you'll hear faith and psychology based mindset strategies and emotional wellness tools that will help you start showing up more authentically, start taking consistent, confident action in your life and start creating your life by design. Let's dig in. Hello, Casey. I'm so excited that you're here. So excited. So excited to be here. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about you? Sure. Um so yeah, my name's Casey. Um
1: I am a certified wellness practitioner. Uh so I just I love um helping women meet their goals as far as, you know restoring their health and specifically through nutrition and gut health and and movement and all that fun stuff and um i i really love focusing a lot on building energy and improving mental health and uh specifically autoimmunity too just because i've struggled with those things and um have been blessed enough to learn how to overcome them naturally Um, So I do that. I'm a yoga instructor and I've got uh, three little ones. I'm a homeschooling
0: mom. So that's,
1: that's pretty much me.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, Casey actually just recently shared the most beautiful, vulnerable post about, and she may have shared it somewhere else, but I just saw it for the first time about her story and just about her experience with, with, using these natural holistic methods that she's so passionate about in her own life and in her own healing. So absolutely make sure that you guys head down to the show notes and connect with her so that you can hear more. She has an incredible story. So I'm super excited today. We're going to be talking about taking care of yourself throughout the holidays, right? So that's the series that we're in. And today we're going to be really focusing on nutrition, movement, And really how we can use these pieces to really optimize our well-being and to really thrive throughout the holidays. Because I think nutrition and movement can become really stressful throughout the holidays. These things that we're trying to like balance and juggle, which I recognize and I definitely feel as well. So I'm super excited to hear Casey's insights. So Casey, if you could just share Just some general suggestions to get us started about what you would encourage. If you have a woman here who is saying, I am so busy, there's going to be so many events everywhere, but I obviously want to prioritize my health. What are some first steps or what are some first things that you would want to share with her?
1: Well, I, I think I would definitely encourage her to. Well, number one, not to allow yourself to become way too stressed over it because honestly that stress and that stress response can be more damaging to your health and your energy, your mental health and all that than, um, you know, allowing yourself to just maybe, you know, quote, quote, slip up here and there or whatever it is, uh, in what you're eating. So don't stress over it, which I know is easier said than done, but It's not worth it because it's just it's um taking away from the point of all of it. But then beyond that, I would I would say just to kind of prepare and think ahead and don't allow yourself to get to a point where you're like hungry or, or starving before you go in to eat somewhere, which can be really hard, but just having quick little snacks throughout the day. If you're like, I get it, you're trying to get ready, you're trying to get your kids ready, maybe you're trying to go you maybe you're bouncing to different family houses and things like that. Um, but maybe having healthy snacks ready, just having fruit on hand or granola or bars or things that, you know, aren't going to really drag you down. It's not full of sugar and artificial junk. Um, but then also offering to prepare things to bring with you to different holiday functions, so things that, you know, are not going to, you know, drag you down that you can eat and have plenty of. Knowing that you're not you'll you'll have that there, and not only depending on what everybody else is kind of putting out there, I think is huge. And that way, huge, yeah. And that way, you're contributing. Like you're contributing to the family meals, but you're also bringing something that you know is going to nourish you.
0: I was just going to ask you if you meant like bringing your own individual meal to add in, right, with what everyone else has, or if you meant contributing a plate or a side dish that is really nutritious. So I'm glad you clarified. So you were kind of talking more about like offering to bring a dish that would be for the whole, whoever's there, but that, you know, is going to be nutritious.
1: Right. That's definitely what I, that's what I do. I mean, but if either one really, that sounded like a good option. I didn't even think of that because I don't tend to do that, but, um, either one really, but I think, yeah, it's because even if I bring. Let's say it's just a big casserole full of like baked veggies or something. Like I'll get potatoes and sweet potatoes and broccoli, cauliflower, onions, whatever, chop them off and throw them in the oven. And then they can cook while I'm getting ready. And when I go to whatever party it is or whatever, I'm loading up my plate and I'm not, I'm not shy about going and getting that first before it's gone because I want to take a decent amount of that food and then get kind of smaller amounts of the rest of it but that way you're bringing and contributing and able to load up your plate with something you know you like, and that's going to nourish you.
0: So good. Those are already like super practical, really awesome ways (laughs) to help you survive. Right. And even thrive through this holiday season. So you said really trying to minimize and be intentional about how much you're thinking about these things and it definitely is a balance like it definitely is a balance because we don't want to neglect it but at the same time not over stressing because like casey said the stress response and then the physical impact the mental impact of that stress may add in more than you just whatever that's going to look like so being intentional about how much stress you're allowing yourself to experience. And then you said it preparing and bringing either things for yourself or things to the whole family, but preparing and having those snacks for you. And I love that you said, don't go anywhere and be starving if mm-hmm. you can, and make sure that you have those nutritious snacks along the way. Cause I know if I intentionally learn this, I, I learned this maybe, I don't know how long ago, but I don't go to events or parties starving anymore because I will definitely eat way too much. And typically it's not anything that's going to be super healthy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then it totally just, you know, in the moment, it's easy to get caught up in eating so much of it too, especially if you're, and that's the other thing that's a benefit to not allow your mind to be so fixated or overwhelmed on it too, is that like then I think you really do tend to pig out a lot more when you're so like your, your mind is so overwhelmed, focused on it. Than if you're able to just have a healthy mindset and going in, but we tend to eat so much when we're there and you, we have a mindset that's like, Oh, I deserve this, or this is a treat, or it's just this one time. It's just here, but the holidays are full of that. And then all of a sudden you're left feeling awful. Like it's, you feel sluggish. You have a headache. You you almost feel like you have a hangover. Even if you didn't drink anything, like you just, it's not worth it.
0: Yeah. I've had the, that thought actually, when we eat out and it's like this temptation of like, oh, well, this is my treat. So I'm going to like gorge and eat all of the food, but I've started noticing that. And then I don't like, you know, eat a ridiculous amount it still feels okay for me but it's just definitely on the more side right rather than feeling so just want to clarify that but but switching over into kind of asking myself or really reflecting on like when am i going to have this next oh okay yeah i'm going to be i I'm going to treat myself again later this week or again next week. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just reminding myself of this is not a feast or famine. Like mm-hmm. I don't need to eat mm-hmm. all of the delicious things and a huge portion of all of the delicious things today, because there will be another party, another event, another meal, but just kind of remembering and reminding ourselves of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's so important too, especially around the holidays to remember how often you are going to be going and even not with the holidays. I mean, come on all year. I mean, maybe not as much right now with like COVID or whatever, but typically, right. It's like, you know, birthday parties and weddings and sh- baby showers and bridal showers and, and graduation parties. And I mean, it, the list goes on and on where it's really, you think, Oh, for the, if you get in the mindset of like, Oh, it's the holidays, I'm just going to pick out for the holidays or because it's a family function. And allow myself to have all of this and not remember how, like you're saying, there's, there's going to be another event really soon where I can enjoy these things. So don't bring myself down to, you know, just stuff myself with it because this Mm -hmm. is not the last time it's going to be in front of you.
0: And I will say too, that I love the variety when I go to places. And of course it's definitely going to be different this year. But I love that there's, you know, three, four, however many different desserts. And I am the one, like I will enjoy all of them, but that means that I'm really intentional about like, okay, so I'm going to have a little bit of this, a little bit of this, because there's research and I don't know the exact statistics, but there's research out there that literally talks about how, and you might know how many bites you have to take of something for that, like craving to be met. Mm. So it's like, it really doesn't take that much. It's even like, I know some smelling it kind of gets some of that craving, right? And then even just a couple bites. But I think the challenge is that so often we have those couple of bites and then we continue. But if we really start to get intentional and that I love the concept of like intuitive eating or mindful eating, because you're really noticing like, okay, is this really bringing me as much joy as it was the first couple bites am i full now asking yourself those questions
1: mm. yeah and and i think there's um definitely such a benefit to we we were you know just talking about this before we started recording but there's definitely a benefit to um cutting out certain things completely for a short and intentional amount of time like you said a goal let's say of you know, added sugar and just saying, Hey, for a week or 10 days or whatever, Hey, that might be way too challenging. Maybe you start with three days and that's great. When you <laughs> said
0: that, I thought about myself not having creamer or ice cream for 10 days. And <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Shorter amount. Yep, shorter
1: yep, amount. Yep. Start, start with three days, whatever it is, but it's crazy because that draw that creates such an awareness in you of however long it is for three days, that you're realizing how much you usually consume without having any awareness of it. Cause you're not tracking it. You're not, you're not looking at it and there's, and it's in everything. <laughs> and so it creates that awareness. And it also allows you to build that, like no muscle or that, that, that discipline muscle of like uh, this craving is going to last for a moment. I can, I can overcome this i'm only doing this for three days and then by the time you allow it back in it's so much easier to control really how much you're having and i think it's so important too to plan these things so like we're saying you know you don't want to do that during the holidays because that's that's just not very wise but if you do it before or after another intentional amount of time then you really just build that awareness of wow how much this is in of what i usually consume how much i usually consume and learning how to control your choices and, and have discipline. And then that way, it's so much easier when you get into that moment where you're allowing yourself to have some to not really binge.
0: That's so good. I'm almost thinking for myself, I think I might do some type of cleanse like that. When I say cleanse, cleanse for me is like I eat clean. I'm yeah, not, not, not just drinking, drinking water. I just eat clean, like, right? Only meat, uh, like meat, fruit, veggies is what I mean when I say that, but I'm thinking of even doing that sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, because I feel like it also, it resets your system. And then two, along with what you said, it like for me reduces my tolerance because I think sometimes, especially with sugar, I build up my tolerance and then it's like my body like needs it or wants it. And this is just me being very transparent with you that this is you know, I love sugar. So it's some <laughs> definitely one of my weaknesses in my overall well-being. But I feel like I've gotten a lot better, but still always room to improve. So I think just really lowering that tolerance. And I think if I do that before the holidays, like before the actual like Christmas and all of those things, um, it'll probably just reduce how much I'm wanting, how much I'm craving. It kind of kicks those things out a little bit too.
1: Yeah, I, it's, I'm with you, girlfriend. I've been, I've been a sugar addict since I was a kid. And until I learned that it's actually truly an addiction It, it because sugar, it, it creates, it, it has this whole, um, part in your beta endorphins system and serotonin and all, all those feel good chemicals. And it really targets and and activates the pleasure centers in your brain that are the same, that are responsible for any type of addiction. I mean, there's, there's studies where they take rats that are already cocaine addicted. Like these rats are pre they're addicted to cocaine and they'll give them the option between cocaine and sugar. And these rats will switch nine out of 10 switch to the sugar. It's terrifying. Uh, It's crazy. And, and you got to think of how we're conditioned since childhood. I mean, it's used as a reward system. It's at eye level with your favorite characters. It's added into everything, even baby formulas. And so it starts very, very young and it's, it's a really tough one to break. And I think it's important that we don't have guilt or shame over it. Like that's, you can swing that way where you feel guilty or shameful about it. And that's not healthy or good either, but recognizing hey, this is a struggle for me. This is something that I really have a hard time and that's where it can really become an idol. And I think that practicing that, recognizing it, and I had to identify, cause I, my family has a lot of issues with addiction. And so, you know, thankfully it was never something that I struggled with as far as alcohol or, or drugs, or whatever. But when I realized Oh my gosh. I'm a sugar addict. It took on a whole new meaning for me. I was like, this is, this is crazy. I'm like physically. Yeah. It's a struggle.
0: Tell me more about what you mean when you say that food can become an idol.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think because it's where we, we use it to be our comfort and our joy and our peace And we rely on it for things that really we should only be relying on Christ for (laughs) things that it's not going to satisfy our soul. It's going to give us a temporary fleeting enjoyment, but ultimately it's, it's going to be something that, that brings us down and gives us a dependency on something that's not healthy and not benefiting us and not serving us. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that it can definitely become an idol in that way where we can use it for things it's not meant to be.
0: Well, and it sounds like what's coming up for me is that there could be two different sides of that, of what that could look like. So that could look like over consuming, right. And that that is your comforter, that is your peace. And then the other side of that, which would be Maybe over restricting and being really controlling and really intense about it, to where that's also where you find your peace and your comfort is by constricting, by, or sorry, by controlling, by restricting, by receiving your validation through that way.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially if that's something that takes on a whole lifestyle. Because I think, I think either way, either either side of that coin can be okay within a certain limit. So if, if you are completely cutting it out for a certain time, or if you're saying, hey, I've been really working on my health and I'm going to allow myself tonight to binge out on this, like that's not the same thing either. Um, but it's definitely, like you said, that mindfulness, that awareness of where you really are, what your body needs, what your spirit needs.
0: I found that so helpful. Just becoming more intentional and asking yourself those questions, like what do I need? Right. And that's something that I talk about all the time and it can be used mm-hmm. in so many different senses. Like what do I need? Like I was telling Casey before we started recording that this morning I didn't have my normal creamer because I just really felt like my body needed some time. So I just had almond milk and cinnamon I didn't have one of the sweetened creamers, which is what I normally have. And, and then I fasted until lunch because that's what I felt like I was needing. And it's just so important to find what works for you. Like Mm -hmm. everyone is different and you may find something that works for you in a season, And maybe that's just a season and then it's going to change. Or maybe you're able to find this really good balanced sweet spot. Like for me, I feel like I found a pretty good rhythm of what I eat. And then I randomly treat myself to a burrito and to a really rich dessert. And that feels good for me. But I feel like I'm also always tuning in and asking myself, like, do I need a break? Do I need to pull back? Do right. Just making sure that I'm asking those questions because it is a constant balance, just making sure that I'm in a good, healthy spot for me. when I say healthy, I mean, what feels good for me.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, it's so multifaceted too, because it might not have anything to do with food. You might need a nap. You might need to stop and take a deep breath. Can I just say, I love whenever you post something that's like, place your hand in your chest, take a deep breath and ask you, and I do it and it, and it really helps me like, Oh, thank God. Thank God, posted it. That makes because, me so happy. Uh, yeah, because I really need it in the moment. It pops up on my feed. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so helpful. I needed that. And I think sometimes, and it's great to have that reminder of someone like you who's posting something like that and sharing that and bringing your awareness and attention to it because we get so caught up in busyness and the wheels are spinning that we don't take time to really identify our needs. And what do I need right now? Do I need to be spending more time alone time? Do I need to um, be more, you know, in prayer and the word or, or reading a book that I enjoy, or, you know, have I not been getting enough movement? Have been sitting still too long. And it's, it's tough because the signals that our body sends us can kind of reflect other needs and getting aware and learning what your body's telling you, what your soul is telling you, like you know, what you really need to stop and do. It might not even be anything to do with food, but we're trying to solve it with a milkshake (laughs) and it's just contributing to the problem.
0: Yeah. Tell me more about what you just mentioned where it's like, sometimes you're receiving a signal that may not be what you actually need. What did you mean by that?
1: I guess if you're, um, so I know for me, I tend to be the type of person who, I go, 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 go. And I don't rest intentionally enough until I'm like reaching a point where I'm crashing and burning. And so um, sometimes I'll get this like, I, I'll be feeling like I need something. I want some type of sugary pick me up. Or, um, you know, I need to. Uh, I'm trying to think of some, that's, that's really one of the biggest things. Yeah. That's a great example.
0: Yes. But really it's
1: like, I really just need to like lay down and close my eyes for 15, 20 minutes. And if I just did that, then I would feel so much better and I'd be even more productive and I, and I'm just happier. Like I'm in a better place all around for me, for my kids, for my husband, like, and versus if I'm okay, well, I'm going to go get something, some type of sugary pick me up. And then I just, maybe I feel I'm like, Oh, that I'm enjoying it. And I'm happy that I got it in the moment, but then really I'm just getting that sugar crash and I'm ending up feeling worse. Cause I never got the sleep that my body actually, needed, or at least the rest. So, so
0: good.
1: yeah, I think that's kind of like an example of an inappropriate response to a signal, you know, you, yeah. need to, you need to slow down and stop for a minute.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. That's been on my heart so heavily lately. And thank you for the sweet words. Cause it's, I've been feeling that lately, just needing, just needing that reminder and the validation, like it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. And I would almost encourage women who are listening, cause I'm thinking to myself, okay, how, how can we do that? Right. How can we know and ask ourselves, What am I needing? Is it because sometimes it may be a Chick fil A cookie because they're the most delicious? It may be an apple fritter. I don't know. But what I would encourage you to do for people who are listening is to ask yourself or just create some space. Like maybe just give it five minutes, right? Or even one minute. Like create a quiet moment for yourself. Like Casey said, like close your eyes if you're able to take a couple deep breaths and ask yourself, what do I need? Mm -hmm. And that may be a nap. That may be a sweet treat that may be for you to go and like hug someone that you love or a little one or a pet or get outside for a minute, but just start to create a little bit of space. So instead of just reacting immediately to whatever that impulse is, the impulse to I just want that instant gratification of whatever that food is or whatever it could be any behavior. Food is just an example, right? But instead of just reacting immediately to that impulse of, well, this is what I want. It's going to make me feel better right now. Just taking a minute, taking some deep breaths and really asking yourself, what do I really need right now? And then moving from that space.
1: And I think during the holidays, it's especially tough to do that, but especially important because that also it, it requires you to set up some boundaries and to be clear and to communicate with your loved ones and that's another thing that's really hard for me or that I've gotten a lot better at my husband's helped me a lot with that <laughs> um, to to really communicate my needs effectively before they're like destroying me and I'm taking it out on people and they're like, what the heck are you, what is going on? It's why like, why is she so
0: angry today?
1: And I'm like, how do you not see everything that I'm doing and juggling and this is that. And like, you know, oh my gosh, well, if I just didn't, you know, do this and I just let all the balls drop and that, you know, like it's like that kind of thing. And um, I think taking that time to have that awareness in yourself first, to be able to identify it, and then you can effectively communicate it and set up some boundaries and to know Hey, I don't have to do all the things like, and we don't have to go to all the places. It's okay. If that might be a thing, it's like, you have too many stops to make. That was something for us where we're going, you know, my, my family is, is a split family. And so we have like several different places and then his family, it's it's like with young kids and stuff and missing nap times. And it's like, it can get so crazy. And that's something that I think this whole season with the whole, like, shut down with coronavirus and all that kind of stuff bringing that up again <laughs> everybody's like don't talk it's about- relevant
0: it's relevant that's okay
1: <laughs> that that's something that I think I learned a lot during that whole period of when we were really in an intensive lockdown for us was that like we uh, there's so much that I was saying yes to that I should have been saying no to and now that I'm forced to say no to everything I'm really feeling how beneficial it is to cut back and minimalize, And, and it's weird because now everybody's more in this place of understanding and being okay with everybody having their own boundaries because everybody's in different spots. And so it's a really good time to start practicing that is now. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So it sounds like you're saying like the overall that they can take away is identifying what you need, creating that space to really be asking, what do I need? and then almost like schedule that in. So, right. So like knowing what you need, asking what it is really exploring that, whether you need more downtime, maybe you need more connection time. Maybe you need more time outside. I'm like forever and always just needing more time outside. That's me. That like fuels yeah. my soul. Yeah. Um, but finding what that need is and then getting intentional about it so scheduling those times into your schedule right or creating boundaries around what that's going to look like and i love 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 what you said you do not need to do all the things and it's giving yourself that permission and if you need to pause this right now grab a post-it and write out i do not need to do all the things you do not like we grow up and we learn that along the way And then we put all these expectations on ourselves to have the perfectly cleaned house, to have the perfectly cooked turkey. That is not life. And we don't need to have that expectation. Like being a human and an adult human can be hard enough. Like, let's just release those a little bit. You don't need to be everywhere. You don't need to bring all of the food. What can you provide? What can you give? What do you need? And then make it happen. Draw that out, implement it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So good. I need I needed this.
0: I need <laughs> I feel super pumped for the for the holidays now for Sorry, sure. You know. <laughs> do you have any before we wrap it up? Do you have any like other take? Oh, you know what? There is one other thing. Just because you mentioned this in your bio and I am personally fascinated with the connection between nutrition and movement and like energy and mental well-being. So, if you have any just tips or thoughts that you'd like to share on that specifically related to the holidays, um I would love for you to just share. And it can be brief cuz I feel like we just need a, another whole episode on nutrition, movement, energy, mental wellness. So, anything specific to the holidays that you would like to encourage.
1: Well, I'm not, I'm not sure about specific to holidays, but sort of just learning about and understanding gut health, I think is one of the biggest things that anybody can educate themselves on. Because and that can tie into the holidays as far as being more educated on what you're putting into your body, because I think oh sorry about that. I think that um a lot of pe- we, I thought I knew what healthy was. And I think that there, that I know there's so much put into marketing and labeling and and things can look and appear very healthy, but if you're not actually educated on how to read an ingredient label or how to avoid one altogether, if you can, or, you know, what your gut and your gut health does, how it, how it impacts your brain and your mood and your energy levels, uh, if, if you're not educated and if you don't understand how that works, it's really hard to make wise choices. So you can be putting all your energy and effort into trying to be healthy with your choices, but you don't fully know kind of the science behind what's going in your body, what it's, ha- what it's causing when it goes in. Uh, and so that can really mess you up with the holidays where you go somewhere and someone can tell you, Oh, this is a really healthy, sweet potato dish or something. I don't know. And then you're like pigging out on that and you're like, why do I feel like crap? All I ate was that really healthy sweet potato dish or whatever. So I think knowing and learning, uh, just how foods impact your body once they go in and how much your gut is your second brain and it's connected. If you research anything for that, I would say the gut brain axis is what you'd want to look into, uh, how, how, the gut is connected to the brain through the vagus nerve from the time we're forming as little embryos They're they start in the same place and they split and grow from one another and they deeply impact each other. So what we're eating, it's more than just like, oh, I feel good, or this is bad. So I shouldn't eat that, or this is good. so I No, it's physiologically making changes as far as how much serotonin you're producing and, um, your inflammation levels, which, can cross through your, your blood brain barrier and all these kinds of things that actually have a very physical impact on your mood, your energy, how you feel, how you're perceiving things. your you know, how tired, fatigued you are and all, all. And, and then on top of that, headaches and, you know, health problems and that go deeper, like autoimmunity or even cancer, those types of things where, um, It's just super important to, to know what you're putting in.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And then I'm going to ask Casey for maybe a recommendation and I will put it down in the show notes, either a book or an article or a podcast, anything at all, just for them to maybe dive a little bit deeper. And then all of Casey's links, you need to go follow her and get connected with her as well. And then Casey, do you want to mention your course slash coaching program too? Because I feel like that could be an awesome benefit to people.
1: Yeah. So one great resource that's, uh, he supplies articles and videos and information on basically everything with all this kind of stuff is Dr. Axe. He's like someone who I really, really love, uh, reading from. He's like an, a naturopathic doctor who uses food as medicine and all that kind of stuff. He has really great articles on, almost everything, and anything. So I would definitely, that's a quick, easy, free resource that you can look up, um, lots of stuff, recipes and everything. But, uh, yeah, I do have a 12 week course. It's called the energized diet and lifestyle program, because I'm all about that energy and, and mental health and really addressing those naturally through our diet and our lifestyle. And by diet, it's what we're eating, not that whole restrictive mindset, really. Um, but that's yeah, a 12 week educational course and comes with a Facebook community group for support and, um, super educational, get into all the gut health stuff and how to ferment your own foods at home and, and really restore your, your gut microbiome, your gut lining so that you can have thriving energy and feel really good and fuel your body, uh, in a way that's Scientifically based and sound for your gut health.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love, love, love getting to connect and hear what other women are doing when it's science backed. Like, I especially love it when it's backed, backed, when it's backed. I was going to say based, when it's based or backed in science, but like it's also, you know, like you're a believer and you're spirit led. And like, I just, I love that combination. I feel like it's so powerful when we connect how God has created us to function and the science that he created within us and how we function optimally. And then with our faith and as being a believer in the importance of that.
1: Yeah. And I even get into a little bit in that course, not much, but just a little about into scripture and even the dietary law that he provided in the old Testament and not because we're bound to the law or to set us apart from our neighbor or in any type of way like that, or that it's going to save us or you know but in in a sense that i really believe that those rules that god created for his people were not arbitrary and that they benefited from them and so when you look into what god says hey eat this don't eat that and you look into the science of that of different animals and and their physiological makeup and things and how they would be beneficial to a, to a human consuming them versus not, and, and with different plants and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of scientific uh, evidence to show that this is what's actually most beneficial in his design. And it's great. It's so cool to know that they followed in faith, but we can follow with scientific proof and understanding. Cause now we know so much about the physiology of our body and how it functions from the inside out. And we know so much about just breaking down to the molecular structure of different foods and how they interact in our body. And it's supported in scripture. So super cool.
0: Fascinating. I yeah. love it. We'll have to have another episode that's just all. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you headed down and left a rating and a review or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram and make sure to tag me. Thank you so much for being here, for spending your time with me, and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.